0: Was a good friend of mine. Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in the studio today, filling in for Jeff Harding, is my co-pilot, Derek Campbell. Hi, Kyle. Derek, how are you doing today?
1: Pretty uh, exceptional. You're doing exceptional. That's right. I, I love it when you're doing exceptional. Well, today is one of those today days of those that we're going to run
0: with it. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Hey, today, Derek, I want to touch on a topic that we we really probably don't talk enough about, and that is mental health. Okay. Um, I think that in a lot of ways, many, many ways, we've made progress, uh, but I think that there still tends to be a bit of a stigma uh, associated with mental health. But the fact of the matter is, is that as people live longer and hopefully healthier lives... The medical community is starting to realize that mental health is an important piece of the overall health and wellness puzzle, and uh, today I want to talk a little bit about that. Some of the symptoms that we see, uh, especially in older people, we think that they're just natural consequences of getting older, but in reality, some of these things are mental health issues uh, where they could actually get treatment and, and maybe require treatment and could live a better, healthier life if they did. Uh, there's a report in the National Academy of Medicine that indicates that as many as one in five seniors has a mental health condition. That's that's pretty big, 20%. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, and that's a study I would be willing to say probably more than that have a mental yeah. health issue. They're just harder to see and harder to diagnose.
0: I, I agree. So with that in mind, let's dig into a couple of the mental health issues that seniors are dealing with. And by the way, all of this is according to an article that I found online it was written by Carol Pavenmeyer. So the first thing that she talks about is the one that you're probably thinking of, and that is depression. That is, is relevant. It happens in seniors. It happens across the, the population for sure, but definitely in seniors. Uh, des- depressive disorders are estimated to affect about 6.5 million people who are 65 or older. Wow! So that's according to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. While the overall rate of depression is roughly 5% for all seniors, the rate of depressive symptoms rises dramatically for some subgroups within the senior population. So, for example, it's estimated that 13.5% of those requiring home health care, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, experience some sort of of depressive symptoms and between 18% to 30% of seniors living in nursing homes. So uh, people who are dependent on some sort of care, whether it's in-home care or uh, nursing home care, those people tend to have higher rates of depression. Wow! And I think that there's, I mean, there's something that makes sense about that there, right? I mean, yeah. some yeah, of your freedoms have been taken away and it's maybe hard to deal with that. Uh, they found that depression can manifest itself in seniors in different ways, um, in some cases, depressive symptoms include waking too early in the morning, an inability to experience pleasure or enjoyment, and uh, also guilt and feelings of worthlessness. Those are our typical depressive symptoms. Uh, one of the most serious consequences, Derek, of course, of depression is suicide. And according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, adults 75 years and older have a higher risk for suicide than almost any other age group. Wow. So if you're uh, experiencing some of those depressive symptoms or if you have a family member, a loved one who is, uh, it's worth talking about and maybe seeing if there's some help available.
1: Yeah, it's so natural for us as we progress in life and we aren't what we used to be yeah. or we can't do the same things that we've done. Absolutely. It's easy to get on ourselves and uh, be our own worst enemy. So.
0: Absolutely. And, and the great thing is, is that there is help. Uh, but reach out, you know, reach out yeah. to a healthcare professional or some uh, trusted, um, you know, healthcare individual that might be able to, to give you a, a point in the right direction. And the next one that I want to talk about is uh, one that comes up regularly when we talk about mental health and seniors, and that is dementia. You've heard of that one?
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, got to live with grandma, not... In the same home, but we helped take care of her for over 20 years with Alzheimer's, which okay. is, you know, a dementia's neighbor. And
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it's definitely it's one that, that we are aware of and are concerned about, especially in the senior population. Uh, they estimate that about 5 million adults over the age of 65 have dementia in the United States. That's according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. I think most of us are familiar with the idea that dementia can result in cognitive impairment and memory problems. That's what we're familiar with. That's that's what we know about dementia. Uh, Warning signs and symptoms of dementia can vary from person to person, but some common signs include changes to cognitive function, and that includes things like confusion, memory loss, disorientation, loss of motor functions. Signs might also include difficulty performing common tasks such as reasoning, communicating, organizing, planning. Uh, Studies show that interventions for Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia may include simple things like regular exercise, a diet low in saturated fats, and then perhaps uh, maybe most interesting, adequate sleep. They have really connected sleep and uh, dementia and Alzheimer's very, very strongly. So um, sleep's important. Mental stimulation through socialization activities and memory prompts like calendars photographs or music are also important factors when you're dealing with dementia
1: yeah i remember my grandpa he uh he didn't know what the cure was obviously yeah but he felt like every every cure was an option so
0: (laughs) so he tried them all
1: he tried them all (laughs) and you know grandma she did pretty darn well for what her state And we did a you know crossword puzzles every day yeah. vitamins every vitamin he could find and <laughs> anyway pretty pretty good health for the state she was in
0: well that's that's fantastic both of my grandmothers actually experienced dementia and alzheimer's as well my my grandma on my dad's side um she was just healthy as could be but her mind had just fled you know and she spent 20 years really just not knowing who you were or who she was or what was going on but she was healthy and she for the most part was pretty happy as well which was which was good to see my grandma on my mom's side um she kind of uh, dipped into alzheimer's really pretty quickly and uh, after a, a couple of years it eventually took her and um so anyway, it's just interesting how, uh, how it, it affects people in different ways. The last one I want to talk about really quickly, then I want to get to our guest, is uh, sleep disorders. I just mentioned the strong connection between dementia and cognitive decline and sleep. Um, unfortunately, sleep disor- disorders are very common in seniors. Also, unfortunately, sleep issues are often minimized, and they're not prioritized by treating professionals. There's a mistaken belief that seniors just tend to be less active and so they require less sleep, but that's really not true. During sleep, the brain performs essential maintenance and repair functions that protect cognitive performance, and it also repairs organs and metabolic systems that regulate blood sugar, blood pressure, the digestive process, and cardiac functioning. So the loss of restorative sleep is now known to be a causative factor in many conditions including hypertension, diabetes, dementia as we just mentioned, Alzheimer's as well, depression and anxiety. So Derek, get your sleep. Yes. It's important.
1: Yes. <laughs> will you
0: will you please make sure that you get your sleep?
1: I surely will <laughs> do my best. As okay. soon as we're done, I'll go home and take, take a nap. A, take a quick little <laughs> nap. Awesome.
0: Today's guest is Kate Archibald. He's the co-founder of East West Health in St. George, Utah. East West Health has been around for about 15 years, with four locations throughout the state. Their goal is to merge some of the best eastern medications and treatments with innovative western research as well. Cade, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. Really excited to be here.
0: Oh, we're excited to visit with you and uh, learn a little bit about uh, some of the treatments that are available for people, even some of the alternative treatments that, yeah. that maybe maybe most people. Consider alternative. Maybe they're mainstream to you. (laughs) Yeah. And that's
2: what's always funny is you get referred to as alternative medicine or or different things. And yeah, I I think it's more, uh, it's actually becoming more mainstream. But also, if you look at history historically, it's actually um, Western Western medicine is kind uh, of the the fringe stuff. (laughs) If you're looking
0: at history, right? (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, we're glad that you're here. Um, Tell us just a little bit about that concept of East West and how how does that work from a holistic approach to health and wellness?
2: Yeah. So at East West, so we have medical doctors, uh, nurse practitioners, PAs, um, you know, on the Western medicine side. And then we also have chiropractors that are kind of in that middle ground. And we also have acupuncturists um, and health coaches. So what we do is, you know, we just really merge the best of those, those worlds in, you know, cutting edge um, treatments, we're, we're doing working with stem cells, different exosome um, products, uh, different regenerative medicine, as well as, you know, some of the ancient um, just, you know, basic herbs and, and nutrition and, um, and then acupuncture and, and chiropractic. So, you know, really, really cool um, ways to get people back to the, the life that they want to live with their health. Awesome.
0: So I think in, maybe in full disclosure, uh, the way that Kate and I met is I, I went to your uh, grand opening or ribbon cutting for your new location and you actually, not not you personally, but you had one of your yeah. practitioners did a, a um, uh, what's the needle? Acupuncture. Yeah, acupuncture. Thank you. I was yeah. drawing a blank there. <laughs> uh, acupuncture on my neck. I've had a, a sore neck for years. Uh, it was an old wrestling injury. And um, I, I've never done acupuncture before, but was very open to the yeah. to the idea, to the concept. And I gotta say, it helped. Really? Like I'm right. I'm I'm definitely planning on coming back, just because uh, it, it, it it for the first time in a very long time, I felt something different. You know, nice. and I That's feel like great. I feel like I need some more treatments. I don't feel like anybody should expect a a one time yeah. fixes a, a five year problem. But um, I was it, it was. Really cool. It was really cool. It was interesting. Um, You know, I will say that it didn't hurt, but there was kind of a burning sensation.
2: A a tingle.
0: But it didn't, it wasn't painful or, or, you know, like, oh, get these things out of me. Yeah. But it wasn't, I wasn't expecting it. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect to feel the needles going in, which I didn't. I didn't feel the needles going in. But after they'd been in for just a minute, then I felt right around that area Bounce just
2: sensation. Yeah, but
0: but it was it was not wholly unpleasant. It just was this interesting sensation. Yeah. But then afterwards, um, like I said, for the first time in a long time, I felt like I could move my neck.
2: That's and, awesome. And that
0: was you know ultimately the the yeah, goal. I, I should have so,
2: followed up with you a little better. I I, I no, not, at all, not at all. like
0: I said, I uh, was super excited that it was it was a uh, a positive thing that happened. And nice. I'm looking forward to having a few more treatments to see if we can get it solved permanently. Uh, so so j- let's just jump into that. Acupuncture, it's been around for how long?
2: Thousands of years. Yeah, a long, it's, long time. It's hard to nail an exact date on it. But yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's probably one of the oldest uh, standing medicines around. And so, yeah, really, um I think there's a lot of uh, misconception around it of you know, I, I think in American terms, it's I, it's very simplistic. Um, if you look at it scientifically, the the easiest way to explain how it works is through um, increased circulation to different areas. So, if you think about your blood, it supplies different nutrients, antioxidants, different hormones, and so there's certain points in your body. If you stimulate those the right way, you'll increase blood flow and blood circulation. So stimulate the right area, increase blood flow, that's going to increase healing abilities. It actually, um, there's lots of studies on uh, stem cell proliferation and, and stem cells now with all the research going on, you know, that's, that's a lot of uh, how um, our body heals is through our own stem cell proliferation. And so, you know, increasing those um, things is, is really important. And acupuncture allows that to happen through additional blood flow. Yeah, through basically. blood supply and then also just uh, stimulating. You know, if you think about the body's natural reaction, you stick a foreign object in there, like your, your blood's going to send troops there to figure out what's going sure, on. Sure, sure, so that makes really, sense. really like the simplest way to understand it um, is, yeah, through that, that circulation it, there's a lot more underlying things. So you, you acupuncture geeks out there that are listening to this, you're probably <laughs> like, you're simplifying it right. way too much, but yeah, it's, it's uh it doesn't need to be complex when, when you go to an acupuncturist and they're talking about chi and all these different things, it's, it's exciting and, and a little eccentric, but at the same time, it, we try to really connect with the, the people that we're communicating with and, and make sure they can understand it in their terms because yeah and, unless yeah, you've gone right. to acupuncture school <laughs> or something like that it's hard to really understand that
0: well there's a lot of um as you said there's thousands of, of years behind the practice and yeah you know it's 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 come through you know so so many iterations and and, and whatever but i i appreciate that. Uh, kind of simplified definition of of how it works. To me, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you stick a tiny needle in there, the body's like, hey, what is this? Yeah. I'm going to send my my troops over there to figure it out. And while well, while I'm here, I'm going to fix your sore neck at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. Kind of a thing. So that's awesome. You're listening to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life, and we're visiting with Kate Archibald. He's the co-founder of East West Medicine here in St. George, Utah. Uh, we're talking a little bit about some of the the Eastern practices, as well as some of the Western technologies that are available, again, from an overall holistic look at health and wellness. You mentioned stem cells. That's something that we're hearing a lot more about in the news and things. Give us kind of a a definition of what is stem cell therapy and when would you be interested in it? and Just give us an overview on that.
2: So some of the stuff I... I, Yeah, there, there's a lot of different applications as far as you know. The most common use right now is for um, different joints, so kind of more uh, MSK or, or musculoskeletal skeletal uh, problems. So if you have uh, you know joint problems, degeneration in the joint, that's a typical treatment that that someone would use. But ultimately, if you you think about um, how our body heals, um, we have these factories of of you know, stem cells. Uh, when we're born, it's, we're we're about one in a thousand cells as a stem cell, at least in your bone marrow. And then by the, the one time one in you're, one
0: in a thousand cells is a stem cell. Yeah. Wow, because there's billions of human cells. Oh yeah, it's, so there's it's a lot of stem cells. I didn't realize that's, that.
2: That's, that's like that's you new think about a toddler can roll down the stairs and like hop back up and they're fine, but, right? You know so it, by the time you're 80, it's one in two million cells is a stem cell. Ah. and so that's why the 80 year old does not hop right back. up. <laughs> is that the um, reason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, your your body's ability to heal itself is significantly diminished as you age and as you lose um, you know stem cells. and so we're we're now discovering there's different ways to increase those uh, release rates, um, increase your body's own ability to to have stem cells. Um, even just having the right nutrition, the right the 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 right roadmap to health um, can really increase your body's um, stem cell counts, which then increases your ability to heal when you get injured or, or anything like that.
0: So I just want to make sure I I'm, I'm understanding what you're saying. So when we're when we're babies, we have a ton of these stem cells. Oh yeah. As we get older, we lose we lose them. Is it do we lose the Does our body lose the ability to manufacture them?
2: Is that kind of what's happening? Yeah. Ultimately, your body just does not have that, um, you know, as that aging process happens, as it gets exposed to more and more toxins, toxins, especially in today's world, you know, you step outside regardless of how clean you eat and what you do with your body. You got air pollutions, you got water pollutions, you have, you know, anything you get exposed to, even the foods, you know, the foods, probably one of the worst things that we get exposed to is... There's so many different things that get added into our foods for preservatives or just what they spray on them, and so right. you that breaks down your 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 cell function and ultimately it reduces your body's ability to to create those stem cells. And so you're
0: finding that there are certain things that can help kind of jumpstart that creation Absolutely, within your body.
2: Yeah. What are what are some things that we ought to be looking at? Yeah, so so there's some really innovative regenerative treatments out there um, right now. So you have you know, if you look at some of the basics um even not getting into the stem cell treatments, but you know we have kind of a five pillar approach at our office so we look at um, we look at detoxification and and digestive health so really creating a really good um, way that you're able to detox and and digest your food and absorb that nutrients we have nutrition hormones um exercise and and brain health. So those are kind of the five foundations that we've found to be really important to increase your overall health as well as, you know, whether that's with stem cells or just, just having better health. And so with treatment wise, um, most common thing, you know, if, if someone's faced with a joint replacement, something like that, um, it's, it's an amazing alternative that we've been able to help a lot of people avoid, um, knee replacements or shoulder replacements or different joint replacements because those cells, you know, from an external source can actually increase um, that, those ste- that stem cell proliferation in that specific area. So say for a knee, we'll inject into that knee and you'll see, um, you know, some different um, tissue in- increase, cartilage increase. You'll see um, some really amazing things happen. So that was my next question is um, your body has the ability to generate stem
0: cells we lose that as we get older but there is an external type treatment. Yeah. And so that
2: that is an injection. Yeah, so it can be an injection. There's um the the interesting thing about it. So you know, it's it's there's a misconception um, how there's mo- there's three different ways you can derive stem cells first of all. So okay. you can get it from yourself so you can get um, bone marrow, we can tap into your hip, um, get bone marrow. You can also do it through adipose. That's like my most intriguing, exciting one. If you think That's about it, it's right? fat tissue. It's fat tissue. So I'm going to get some liposuction. I'm going to have like washboard abs. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah. For sure. I'll just fix, <laughs> fix my knees and my shoulders, any injuries. <laughs> no, it, it's, uh, you know, not, not that perfect, but, oh, but I've actually
0: read an article on some of the exciting findings yeah. that they're finding that they what, you can use that fat
2: what we've found um to be the most effective just because you know with our demographics down here most most of our our patients and clients are you know around 55 plus and so you know our our own stem cells at that age are just significantly depleted their proliferation abilities uh, less and slower so you can get it through perinatal tissue is the other one that comes from c-sections births so uh, you guys know what they do with uh, C-sections, uh, with, like, the birth tissue after C-sections typically? I'm assuming they, that it's disposed of. Yeah, yeah. They, they, it's disposed of, exactly. Yeah. Um, But there's actually, um in the umbilical cord, the cord blood, uh, the placenta, there's vast amount of stem cells. Like, it was just a human-making factory. Right, and well, that so, makes sense, right? Yeah, there's significant amount of... Um, regenerative cells in that, not just stem cells, but there's different uh, proteins, a temp2 protein its helps with anti-inflammatory. I was actually just reading uh, uh, we, we have a longevity program that we put together with stem cells and different um, modalities, but um, there's a, there's one on aging for LTI, a study that was done. They took stem cells, they looked at what was in there. so temp2 protein was probably one of the main things that they found. That, um, could decrease your TNF alpha, which is an inflammatory marker. CRP would be another kind of comparable, but, um, yeah, it really helped reduce, um, that, uh, um, that aging process or that inflammatory process wow. in the body. They saw, you know, these, these aging frailty was the the study. And so they saw walking improvements, um, cognition improvements, a lot of, a lot of amazing improvements there. Well uh, that is amazing that is amazing
0: <laughs> we we we've got about a minute and a half left i want to talk about one other thing um that i find very intriguing that uh you might know a little something about and that's hyperbaric oh yeah T- talk just for a minute about what that is and again when would you look for a hyperbaric yeah, that's, treatment
2: that's uh it's it's a great treatment that can um you you change the atmospheric pressure and then you're breathing in um like perfect oxygen so very clean oxygen uh, a lot of times how our body heals and that can actually that's another thing that's been shown to increase uh, stem cell proliferation also it's a great um, you know addition with a uh, with a stem cell treatment and so a really really cool um, a really cool treatment modality you can um, there's there's quite a few different places around town that will have those hyperbaric chambers. We we don't, but usually we'll, we'll recommend if someone gets a stem cell treatment, get that done. It's great. It just gets your body in a better state to heal. And uh, for those that are outside of, of our area, we have listeners that are from
0: outside the area. Um, they can find these
2: yeah, in their community you just, as well. You, you Google something like that. Um, if you're interested in more of the stem cell treatments, um, we have a, a national... Um, network that we work with, stemcellhealthcenters.com. dot com. You can go there. There's a lot of research articles and different info on that as well. Awesome. That website. One more time. Uh, that's stemcellhealthcenters.com. dot com. And that's if you're outside of uh, Utah. If you're in, I, I just go directly to the East West site. That's ACU. That's ACU East dot com. Awesome, Cade. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is a great time. Appreciate your, uh, your expertise.
0: No question uh, that there were some interesting things that were brought up. Thanks so much. So, Derek. Yes, Kyle. Registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is open and well underway.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we open it's on the 1st first,
0: first of March and it is moving. <laughs> it is definitely moving. In fact, I did a, just a report this morning. We have over 2,500 registered participants already. Which is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're feeling good about That's that. great. If you're interested in being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games, and we hope that you're interested in being a part of the Huntsman World Senior Games, you can register on our website. That website is seniorgames.net. Click on register. The process is very simple. It's fast. It's secure. And before you know it, you could be ready to become one of our more than 11,000 athletes who will compete this year. The dates for the 2019 Huntsman World Senior Games are October 7th through the 19th. And again, we're just looking forward to having a a ton of people come and uh, feel a part of that, the spirit of peace, health, and friendship that the games are, and uh, it's just a ton of fun. Remember to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. You can also subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Once you've subscribed, give us a rating and write a quick review You can really help make a difference in helping us spread the word. You can also find this, as well as previous shows, right on our website. Once again, that website is SeniorGames.net, so check it out. Our inspirational quote, Derek, is from Olympic gold medalist, Cale Sanderson. He says, Unless you continually work, evolve, and innovate, you'll learn a quick and painful lesson from someone who has. (laughs) Until next Thursday, stay active. Goodbye.